Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Midwest Madness, your true crime, cult, conspiracy, encrypted podcast. After dark, this is Emily, <laughs> and I'm Danielle. This is the latest we've ever recorded, isn't it? Yeah. Um, eight twenty-five. Thirty almost. Hold on. You need to be turned up a little, a wee bit. A wee bit. Oh, excuse me, sir. Okay, can you talk? Yeah, I can do that. I'm really good at it, actually. Well, you're still pretty quiet. Hold on. Pause. I don't want to eat the microphone. Okay, I can talk louder. Better. Yeah, that's good. Okay. All right. All right, everybody. Hello. Um, I'm three oh. margaritas deep. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I also took some PM cold medicine, so this is really going to be We are against the clock here. Yeah. Oh, boy. We got about, I said, what, 45 minutes? Yeah, till I'm like rough, roughly. Loopy doopy. So maybe I just drag this one out and we see what happens. <laughs> We could do that. <laughs> but also, I need to go to bed not that long. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so we're recording at night on a Friday. Um, Danielle because and I leave for a little girl's trip to Disney in the morning. With our mama. With our mother. So I like that you call her mother and I call her mama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're recording this one a little bit early. Um, yeah, so this we're will come out. We're just doing one today, which is yeah. so strange. This I felt very unprepared. The day after my birthday. <gasps> Happy birthday! Thank I was going to ask if you knew how close it was going to be. Day after. Okay, because I, I don't even know what day it is right now. I think it's the 10th. Is it tenth. the 10th? Yeah, okay. it's the 10th. No idea. Yep. <laughs> so I will officially be old. The big 2-9, baby. The big 2-9, but if anyone asks, I'm turning 25 again. Is that, so that's your, that's your golden era? That'll be my five. age until I turn 35, and then I'll be 30. Okay. I've decided. Okay. Because mom keeps saying she's like 43, 43 or something. Yeah, yeah. 43. And I'm like, mom, at some point you have to age because it's going to get weird. Right. She should age it up to 45, maybe. Yeah. Because I'm 33, so yeah. it's starting to get a little little weird, Claire. So, yes, I am turning 25. Congratulations. Thank you. 25 part four. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. It's so nice to be 25. And you have your own house and I know. a career and a, do- and like, a dog and a car. Wow, you're a an amazing 25-year-old. Oh, now it. I can set you up with that guy because yeah. now you're only a year older than he is. <laughs> True. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Loopholes. Um, okay. He, really quick. He said to me the other day that he was um, just barely six foot. And I was like, oh, my God, that's such a green flag that you admit that. Just barely six <laughs> and he, foot. he started laughing. He was like, that's a green flag. I was like, buddy. Sure. You have no idea. <laughs> um okay so my i'm telling the story we're recording one yes um any other updates we need to do i don't think so i don't think so either i haven't seen anything come through on any social media or anything in five days so so. yeah weird i know we just did this yeah like literally it feels like we just did this (laughs) um okay well, I'll just go ahead and start. How about that? Sounds like a plan. This week's episode brings us um, to, like, Iowa, South Dakota. Okay. Both. Sidoa. Sure. <laughs> South Iowa. Nope, that's not right. Nope. That won't work. Um, <laughs> I hadn't heard about this case, but I was... I wanted to do South Dakota, and this popped up, and it just ended up... It's, like right on the border yeah i feel like we don't do a lot of the dakotas no we don't it's they're hard yeah so um okay this is the case of the gitchy manitowa murder murders have you heard gitchy manitowa no i have not heard of that one okay 
here we go on november 17th Ooh, Ooh, damn like i'm really close the wheelhouse here 1973 five friends decided to head out to the gitchy manitowa state preserve which was on the border of iowa and south dakota on the iowa side the five people were roger isam who was 17 his girlfriend sandra chesky who was 13 which 17 13 yikes a little bit but i want to state like you got to remember this is 1973 not as not like it is now. Have I told you my rule of thumb? No. On age things? No. My rule of thumb is that I can date as... So, okay, let's say I'm dating a 40-year-old. That would be, like, okay, but not great if I was dating a 23-year-old. So, like, you got to take the younger age and then subtract the age difference between the two. And if it's weird, mm-hmm. then maybe you shouldn't do it. Yeah. Oh, wait, sorry. No, that's not right. I'm 33. So, a 20... What? Four-year-old? Yeah, 24, five-year-old. Six. Six-year-old. That would be, see, that would be weird because of your guys' ages, but it would be socially okay. Yeah. So that's my rule of thumb there. So, like, if you did that for them, yikes. Yeah, I just want to say, like, I mean, it might make us feel a little bit uncomfy, but again, in the 1970s, it's a little different. That's fair. Um, Still not great. uh, Stuart Bade, who was 18, Dana Bade, who was 14, and Michelle... Dana, Dana, I think it's Dana. Um, okay. And then Michael Hadreth, 15. I, I'm assuming those two were siblings. Sorry. Yes. Um, here's the weird thing, though. Dana, don't know if it's a boy or a girl. Oh, I In suppose. my sources, they reference him, and everything I read references him as a boy. But I, I saw, mean, like, a newspaper clipping, and it had a picture of a female and the name Dana Bade underneath it. Are you sure it was not just a male with feminine features? No, it looked quite female. Okay. But I could be wrong. So because I'm I was gonna thinking, like, Dana Carvey. I'm going to reference it as a he, him as a he, because okay. that's how every, like, source. Except for the one. Except for the one. Okay. Referenced him. So okay. That's fair. You could, if you, if you want, you can do they, them. Just, but... It just will be too hard for me. I'm that's not in the right mind space for that. Not that's because true. You are on drugs and alcohol. Yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Over-the-counter medicine. Yeah, um, but my way was more fun. Sandra, okay, so Sandra had just moved to the Sioux Falls area when her boyfriend Roger invited her to tag along with him and his buddies to the state preserve, eager to spend more time together. Um, the Gitche Manitowa State Preserve is a 91-acre preserve that is really in the middle of nowhere. I mean... You can think Iowa, South Dakota. There's not really. No, there's not a lot in that general area anyways. Um, Besides Sioux Falls, there isn't really much around there. But it's like Sioux Falls and then nothing. Right. The name Gitche Manitowa means great spirit or the great force of nature, which Mm. is kind of cool. That is cool. Uh, When the group piled into a van and headed to the preserve, Sandra didn't realize how remote and alone they really were going to be until they started driving. She began to get nervous about the fact that there wouldn't be anyone around for miles, but her boyfriend, Roger, res- assured her that the group would be safe. When the group arrived, they set up a campfire and began to hang out, sing songs, and smoke marijuana. Um, I don't think they were planning to stay overnight. I think they were just, like, hanging out until hanging out. Yeah. they were ready to leave. Yeah. Okay. Um... Also, the mug you're using is hilarious. I know. <laughs> also, there were three brothers in the um, Gitche Manitowa State Preserve that night. 
uh, the Friars, which is Alan, who was 29, David, who was 24, and James, who was 21, all also from the Sioux Falls area, were in the preserve that night, hoping to illegally poach some deer. Okay. When they happened to hear the group of friends singing. David, the middle brother, was sent to spy on the group of friends and reported back that they had the marijuana. And that's when the brothers decided that they wanted to rob the teenagers and take the marijuana for themselves. I'm uh, feeling this goes a lot worse than it should. Their plan was to impersonate our narcotics officers because oh they God. apparently believed that narcotic officers were, quote, allowed to indiscriminately kill drug users. Makes no sense. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. Are you fucking kidding? So the brothers went back to their pickup truck and grabbed their shotguns. Oh, I don't like this. They then positioned themselves on the ridge overlooking where the friends were gathered around the campfire and opened fire (gasps) on the group. Oh my God, Emily. Roger was immediately killed and Stuart was wounded. Jesus Christ. Wounded. Oh, God. The other teenagers at this point ran and took cover among the trees. Alan, David, and James then proceeded to make their way down to the campfire and ordered the remaining teens out of the woods. Sandra and Michael complied, but not without getting a little bit snippy and asking who the brothers, quote, thought they were. They were like, who the fuck do you think you are? Um, I, I can't. Okay, so... There were six to start with, right? Five? Mm-hmm. Okay, five. So one is injured, dead. one has been killed, Once one killed. is still hiding, and two have come out of the woods. Yes. Okay, got it. Just wanted to do a head count there. Um, the oldest brother, Alan, responded that they were police officers and then proceeded to shoot Michael in the arm. Alan and David then made Sandra, Michael, and then they got Dana, who was also in the woods still. And they moved them along the trailway away from the campfire. Sandra was tied up and placed in the van that they had arrived in. So they placed her in the van that the group had arrived in. Okay. And she's she's the youngest one. Yeah, she's 13. Okay. Yep. Um, During this time, Stuart, who was injured in the initial shooting, was also brought back to the van. So they're not all of them except for Roger are together. Because Roger has died. Yes. Okay. Alan then drove away with Sandra while Stuart, Dana, and Michael were left out on the side of the road with David and James. Oh. After Alan left with Sandra, David and James killed the three remaining teens with the shotgun. Um, wow. You really picked a doozy. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. Oof. Uh... Alan drove around for a while with Sandra in the van, telling her that he was a police officer and he was, quote-unquote, the boss, and that the other two would do as he instructed them to. After a little while, they met back up with James and David, who were driving the pickup truck that they had driven out to Gitche, Manitowoc, so um, now the truck and the van are all together. Okay. Um... They abandoned the van, the group's van, and got Sandra into the truck and drove out to a farm. Sandra's nightmare unfortunately got worse when the youngest brother, James, raped her before the brothers decided to bring her back home the following day, telling her that she was, quote, too young to get busted, end quote. Do you think they honest to God think that she still believes that they're cops or ever believed that they were cops? I have no idea. Because, like, what dumb motherfuckers? I'm sure they didn't. But, and also, what a piece of shit to do that to her. Yeah, to do that to all of them. I mean, like, 
the whole plan is just completely fucked up. Yeah, it's sad. Um, the bodies of Dana, Michael, and Stuart were found on the side of the road the next day by a couple who was driving through the reserve, testing out their new car. Roger's body wasn't found until the following day. Due to the fact that it was by the campfire, the group originally had been hanging out at and away from the other three. Now, I don't know if Sandra, like, went to the police right away. I don't know. I mean, poor thing's got to be so fucking traumatized. Yeah, I don't know how that came about, um, to be honest. And so I'm not going to even try to guess guess how it did. But they did end up obviously talking to her. Um, the police questioned Sandra initially and they were having a hard time finding her story credible because get this, she was too composed and blunt when it came to details about the crime and the rape. I will literally punch them in the face. She also remembered a lot of details almost quote too well for her age. Yeah. I'm so mad. (laughs) I'm literally like, I'm fuming. You don't have to be too mad because they like Like, do end up. But, like, how dare you? I know, right? How fucking dare you? It's like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you right. don't. Right. If you're hysterical, they're like, oh, yeah. well, it was an act. She was too hysterical. Right. And it's like, well, if she's cool, calm, and collected and, like, ma- managed to remember things and, like, did her fucking job. Well, not her job, actually. The cop's job. By remembering all these details, then they're like, oh, well, it was too good. She, yeah. Mm, something's not ma- matching up. She was questioned multiple times and even given a polygraph about her statement, which she passed with flying colors. So let's just victimize the victim a little bit more, yeah. please. On November 29th, so 12 days after the murders, Sandra and Craig Vinson, who is the Lyon County Sheriff at the time, um, Gitchy Manitoba was located in Lyon County, Okay, uh, drove around the countryside in the area to see if Sandra could identify the farmhouse that she was taken to. Near the town of Hartford, South Dakota, she finally was able to recognize the farmhouse by the large red fuel tank that stood next to the garage. Um, I did a day camp in Hartford once. Oh, weird. (laughs) So I've actually, like, stayed in that town before. Crazy. Um, Before she had been taken home the day after the attack, Alan had stopped at that fuel tank to fill up the truck um, with fuel. So that's how she was able to recognize it. Okay, good for her. The farm in question had been owned by Alan Fryer's employer, who was a local farmer. Coincidentally, at the same time, Alan ended up driving by Sandra and Sheriff Craig in the same blue pickup truck that was used the night of the murders, and Sandra was able to point it out to the sheriff, stating, quote, that's him, that's the boss, end quote. Shut up. Good for her. Alan was immediately pulled over and arrested, with his brothers David and James being arrested a short time later. Alan tried to state originally that it was the group of teens that had actually been shooting at them that night which makes no sense but he quickly changed his story although never really seeming to feel bad stating that the teens were quote drinking and smoking and they just wanted to steal the marijuana we just wanted to steal the marijuana while we were illegally poaching yeah so we just murdered a bunch of people and then raped somebody right okay Yep, great defense there, pal. Alan's brothers tried telling a similar story before changing to the to tell the truth as well. Um, on November 30th, Sandra was able to identify both David and James in a lineup. James' interview went a bit different than his brothers, though, as he was quick to put the blame on them. 
He also stated that. <laughs> That's hilarious. That Sandra was having a quote good time <gasps> and willing had and willingly had sexual relations with him. So this is this makes me think that sh- both of them maybe had James and David might have raped her, <sighs> even though originally it just said James. Um, so they only had proof that one yeah. did maybe. Sad fact about James was actually. He was actually in jail at the time of the murders, but he was out on work release. And that night, his brother David had called the jail to impersonate James's boss, stating that James needed to work an extra shift so he wouldn't have to return to the jail that night. Which is like... Oh my god. That's like when you hear about a criminal who, like, did something and then they were given, like, basically a slap on the wrist sentence and then they're out and then they kill somebody else. Yeah. That's... Um, I hate that. Sandra's I hate this whole case. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> Sandra's testimony was crucial as it backed up all the evidence in the case. And the trials lasted over 18 months, which is like a wow. long time for her to have to like go through that all this. That poor thing. I hope she got therapy. Me too. On February 12th, 1974, David pled guilty to three charges of murder and one charge of manslaughter. He was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Before his trial, Alan was subjected to a psychiatric testing, and after he was found fit to stand trial, it began on February in February of 1974, concluding on May 20th, 1974, with him being found guilty on four counts of first-degree murder, and he was sentenced to four consecutive life terms in prison. On June 18th, shortly after the conclusion of Alan's trial, both him and James actually escaped from the Lyon County Jail stealing a car and fleeing to Wyoming before they were rearrested in Gillette, Wyoming, and brought back to Lyon County. Jeez Louise. On December 3rd, 1974, James' trial began. He was also evaluated by state psychiatrists, and it was determined that James had the IQ of 85 and had poor control over his own behavior. Despite this, he was found guilty of three charges of first-degree murder and one charge of manslaughter on December 30th, 1974. So are they saying that, like, basically he was easily influenced to do what he did? Like, the the psychiatrist or whatever who evaluated him? Yeah. Could have, so the defense could have made that argument? Yeah. Okay. Uh, because of this outcome, it was determined that James would not be charged with raping Sandra because they didn't want to have to put her through a rape trial. So they're like, he already was convicted of these, th- you know, the three first degree murder and the manslaughter. So we're just not going to put Do her Do you this. feel like that is fair and just like for her to, I don't, I don't know how to phrase, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. So, okay, we're at you and that happened to you. Would you be like, okay, cool, whatever. Like, we don't have to punish him for what he did to me because we've already punished him for what he did to my friends. Or would you still be like, whoa, 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 wait, no. I want him to get punished for what he did to me, too. I know it's kind of like a a really loaded question. So. I don't know. I'm very vengeful. I think I would want my day. I, I mean, feel like as I a could 33 say year that, old. like, now, but I feel like if I actually went through something like that, right. would I want to slash be able to, like, face that and tell my story and, like... Right. I don't know. I would like to say yes, but 
in this case it's like she's so probably young. not i would pr- if, yeah in this case i'd probably say no yeah that's fair um i was just curious i was just yeah curious. i know just knowing that they're gonna be in prison for the rest of their lives and my life for right. my self i just would say no right okay i don't i was, need to. I was just curious cause... i don't need to live that out so um because sometimes i get really frustrated by that because it's like i i want them to to pay for everything they've done and i you feel know? like i'm i could be wrong here but i'm would assume they gave her a choice so it doesn't sound like they do in a lot of no things that i've well because like i listen to like 2020 and yeah you know dateline and da 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 and sometimes when they when they're like well we decided not to charge them for this it, it doesn't sound like they give the victims families an option all the time i'm just like victims like are you talking about like if someone is murdered yeah okay and, i think and that's then, different though i'm talking about like like she's alive she's yeah, there to talk that's true i, I would hope slash you would, yeah, think you would hope slash they think. would have consulted her on this i'm not sure but or at least her parents because she's only what like 15 ish at this point because it's been a couple years it's been about a year so she okay so it's like 14 15 yeah, yeah. maybe close to 15 who knows but again i don't really know okay so i'm hoping they gave her a choice and she was like nah i'm good but who knows who really knows right um all three brothers are still currently serving out their prison sentences in iowa after all their appeals were denied oh gosh i wonder why all their appeals were denied yeah. it's not like they committed a heinous random act of violence right for literally no reason for literally for no marijuana reason. i guess yeah. Which you could have just gone down there with the guns and been like, give us the drugs. Right. I'm sure they would have been like, (laughs) cool. Okay. You have them. Here you go. Right. Or they probably would have just shared. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Like, yeah. (sighs) Such a senseless act. It really is. Like, you really just wanted to go out with a, (laughs) go the bang here. Yeah. This week. Yeah. Oof. You're welcome. So there it is. That's all I got. It's very like straight and matter of fact and to the point this week, but. Yeah. No kidding and terrible That's okay. we got things to do yeah so there you go like friends both of us going to bed yeah <laughs> um you want my sources really yes quick? please and then i'll do socials um iowa dnr.gov murderpedia.org wikipedia.org notes on iowa.com and 973kkrc.com it's a good chunk of sources thanks um our oops that was a that was a good um right there (laughs) our socials (laughs) are mw madness podcast at gmail that is also our instagram and midwest madness podcast on facebook is our group we hope you guys have a very happy thanksgiving holy shit yeah that's this week already isn't it it? is this week oof i don't love this recording super early thing i know it's weird i'm so confused i like don't don't have to like record till december now basically damn that's crazy well no don't we have to record thanksgiving week because thanksgiving like like the weekend the weekend yeah because otherwise i won't have one out yeah yeah so happy thanksgiving everyone if you celebrate um happy black friday if you go shopping (laughs) happy cyber monday Monday. (laughs) we hope you guys have a great time with family and friends and we will 
talk to you guys next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Oh, bye. Sorry. Uh, I know you like that. <laughs> sorry. Bye. <laughs>